0: Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, Biohack Your Mood with Food, special episode release from a recent speaker panel I did at the Biohacking Congress. Let's do this. Hey, Keto Camper, hope you're having an incredible day. Yesterday, we celebrated episode 700, and I recapped some of the lessons I've learned after recording 700 podcast interviews with probably over 600 different people and then I shared a special live keynote lecture I did at the Biohacking Congress, where I revealed three health biohacks to lower inflammation and increase health and lifespan. We discussed ketosis, fasting, vitamin G, etc. If you missed the episode, go listen to it. It was a, a good one, a milestone episode for us. And I mentioned on that episode yesterday that today I would release. Another special episode for you, which was the speaker panel that followed my lecture. On the speaker panel, it is hosted, the moderator, I should say, is Sandy Cruz, who's a nutritionist, podcast host, holistic health practitioner, a biohacker, and an aging well advocate. She did a really great job moderating the panel. The panel included some amazing health practitioners. I was blessed to be a part of it, so I was on the panel and I shared a lot of thoughts during the panel. But we had Iman Hassan, who's a nutritionist, wellness influencer, and also an agency founder. The panel also included John Graham Harper, who's the CEO of LumaFlex. He's a certified master trainer and a fitness professional with over 15 years of extensive experience in the health and fitness industry. It also included Misha Hyman, who's a good buddy of mine. He's such a fun guy. He's the the son of Dr. Mark Hyman. He's an executive chef, wellness consultant, founder, and CEO of the Health Wellness, uh, Health Warrior Project. So the panel was about an hour long, some great questions that Sandy asked all of us. We took some questions from the audience as well. The theme was biohack your f- mood with food. So we talked about some of our favorite ways to do that, the gut microbiome, DNA t- testing and epigenetics, what's the difference and how to uh, determine if you have unique genes to Biohack your chemistry, the importance of being grateful, having a proper morning routine, and so much more. It was a fun panel conversation. I think you're gonna love it. Me and Misha went back and forth because we we play basketball with each other every Sunday here at Miami Beach and we <laughs> had a little bit of a a verbal battle in a fun respective way. so you'll enjoy that. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. You're gonna absolutely love it. I'll play the full lecture for you. This is only available for you on the Keto Camp podcast. I hope you love it. Um, make sure you listen to our previous episode, episode 700, if you haven't done so already. Check out the sponsors of today's episode down in the podcast notes. A couple of things here. Number one, uh, as we lean into the new year, the holidays coming up, You know we just had Thanksgiving here in America. A lot of people have the mindset of hey, I'm just going to get back on track in January. And that's an amateur mindset. That's a, a victim mindset. That's a stinking thinking mindset. And I encourage you not to have that January mindset. Yeah, great. Set goals in January. I will too for you know each quarter of 2024 and reverse engineer those goals. But it doesn't mean I'm going to go off course for the whole month of December because I know I'm going to get back on track on January. That is not going to get you the results you want. There, as I mentioned yesterday, there's a big... Difference between being interested in your goals versus being committed. Somebody who's committed says, "Okay, the holidays are coming up. I know I have Christmas dinner, or Hanukkah dinner, or a Kwanzaa dinner, whatever it is. I'm going to have these two or three meals, and they they're probably not going to be the healthiest meals. It might take me out of ketosis or carnivore. It might be a feast day, a flex day, but I'm going to go into it with the structure, and I'm just going to allow that one meal." as the one meal that I feast upon. And then the next morning, I go back on track. There's no regrets. There's no dwelling on it. That's one way to go about it. This is something I was just teaching our Keto Camp Academy students on our group coaching call. And then another plan would be, which is my plan, okay, I'm actually committed to staying in ketosis, staying with carnivore, staying with the structure. So I'm going to intentionally set up a structure when I have those meals presented to me I will communicate with the person hosting the dinner or I'll bring my own food. I'll find some sort of structure to eat the fat, the protein, the foods that I want to eat to stay on the course so I could continue to get results. Either way is fine. You know, there are health benefits to feasting with your family and being present. So if you choose to do that, awesome. Just don't let one meal turn into one day, one day turn into one week, and then all of a sudden it's three weeks of getting off track because you're saying oh, January is right around the corner. So I encourage you not, not to do that. I encourage you to have those plans. Something that works for me is I think about, and, I, and I'm going to share this on Monday's episode. You'll hear this with Dr. Espen. I share a little bit about this, but here's a sneak peek. Uh, I always think about morning Ben. like So morning you, the version of you when you wake up. Is that future morning you going to you know say, good job, you stuck with it. I'm proud of the decisions you made yesterday and last night. Or is that morning version of you going to say, damn, you could have done better you shouldn't have had that you shouldn't have done this and there was going to be some are there going to be some regrets so when i'm at the dinner like last night i was at dinner with my fiance Natasia. i we went to a great restaurant an israeli owned restaurant here in um miami called Brun bron miami uh and i'm on day 63 of carnivore and um I, I i did the whole seed oil thing where i told the servers I, i'm allergic to seed oils i, sh- I showed them the card uh, and unfortunately, in this case, it took my, my food coming out a lot longer, and Natasha's got hers sooner. Uh, mine came like 15 or 20 minutes later. And, and that was understandable because they had to make sure the pans were not cooked with seed oils. Uh, they made sure everything was clean, and I really appreciated that. It was great, great service. But I'm sitting there really hungry, like hunger pangs. My ghrelin was off the charts, and my fiance has these amazing, like grilled vegetables with olive oil, um, this like cauliflower puree thing. Uh, and it looks so good, uh, but I know that I'm doing carnivore, and I know morning Ben would be proud of me if I just waited the ten or fifteen minutes from actual steak and fish that I got uh so I waited and even though it was fifteen minutes of <laughs> smelling and looking at her food, uh, I woke up this morning and i looked at I looked back at nighttime Ben and I said, "Good job, Ben. So these are things you know that work for me. I hope you adopt some of the s- similar mindset." Um, if you want to get that seed oil card, it's such a great tool to avoid those inflammatory oils at restaurants. Go to seedoilcard.com or click the link down below. That was the first thing I wanted to mention. The second thing is that um, I'm going to be taking a small group of 15 people through a 90-day heavy metals detox program, which includes all the supplements. It includes a testing kit that we send to you. We send you two of them, that's a urine test that is 50 times more accurate than any blood test looking at cell membrane inflammation. It includes four group coaching calls with me, access to an online portal, access to uh, lifetime access to that portal, which includes videos on detox from Dr. Pompa, Dr. Mindy Pels, and others in my group. It also includes the recordings of all the coaching calls as well, how to detox these heavy metals the right way. This is very important. This is the biggest needle mover for so many people out there when it comes to your health. So if you feel like you've been doing keto, great. Fasting, carnivore, et cetera, but you still don't feel great, it's usually a heavy metals issue. And the price of this program is a fraction of the cost of what I teach this one-on-one. So we uh, currently have 14 spots left. It starts in January. However, we're taking reservations now. And once we reach 15 spots confirmed, the group is closed, and we're not going to run another one until the summer of 2024. So I encourage you to go to ketocampdetox.com to learn more about it. There's a video there. There's information on what you get, uh, the pricing, etc., cetera, uh, and take action. I would love to have you in the group, especially if you've ever had silver fillings, currently have silver fillings, have been heavily vaccinated, and or just don't feel right, even though you feel like you're eating clean, taking supplements, and exercising. This is for you. This will be a great... Uh, a game changer for your health so head to ketocampdetox.com or click the link down below and without further ado let's get to the special speaker panel panel episode here we go
1: thank you so much
2: for hanging around for this last talk my name is sandy cruz i'm a registered holistic nutritionist I'm also a certified metabolic balance coach, and I'm the host of Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen podcast, where you learn all about how to age better through alternative means. So, we have an amazing panel, and we're going to go down the line and have everybody introduce themselves. Misha's going to be first. Oh, yeah? Yes. And I am going to ask you guys just to provide one line. On what you do to hack your mood in a world with so much distress going on right now. Misha.
3: Start with who I am or start with the, the one thing.
2: Well who you are so and you, what's your if one if you line. We weren't
3: here for the last panel of the last uh, lecture I am Chef Misha Hyman. I, can you hear me? Is this getting picked up back there? Yes. Um, so I run a company called the Health Warrior Project where I teach people that you can a lot of our world's mental health, chronic health, and environmental crisis and issues through changing our food system and basic lifestyle interventions. And if you add the biohacking stuff, you become a superhero. Um, and the one thing that I, that I personally do, that I'm, if you follow me on social media, you'll see I'm, I'm kind of ruthless about it, is I'm addicted to the, the feeling I get after a hot Russian-Turkish bathhouse or, or banya and then a cold plunge. So, every probably two or three days, I go to New York. I'm in New York City, or there's actually one here that they're going to be opening up soon. I'll, I'll let you know more about that later with, with, with the, the family of the Russian Turkish Bathhouse. They're my close family uh, friends. And we, we work together on a bio house in actually Oregon, we're going to be activating. But I sauna almost religiously, and that's probably the main biohack that I do. So, that's the one. The one.
2: All right. All right. I, I'm going to say I'm going to open that up then because it doesn't have to be food. Right. Right? Oh, we were saying food, but it doesn't have to Forgot be. The panel I was on. That, Sorry, that's
3: okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, can I? Can I um, actually answer? Come on, answer? Misha. You yeah. can answer well, can it that I, way too. Yeah. Yes, sure. so, so honestly, for me, I actually it's almost the opposite. I try to eliminate what I eat and only eat in a two to three hour window between two and five p.m. And if I have any like high, high, uh, you know, uh, glycemic foods or you know, high, you know, gluten foods immediately I'll, I'll feel it. So I try to always eat high-quality fats, grass-finished meats. Um, you know, rarely I'll do dairy when I need a little you know, mood-boosting, but blueberries, uh, anything really dark with phytonutrients, I didn't name one, sorry. All right. Grass-finished meat, there we
2: go. I like it, I like it. What about you? Would you like to introduce yourself, John?
4: Oh, so I'm John Graham Harper. I, um, let's see, where do I start? This is a tough one try to condense it make it quick I guess I was a former trainer and I opened up gyms and then I went into supplements and then I actually went into the combat entertainment business and um, throughout that whole time I was I was very competitive I was a rugby player but I blew both my shoulders out I got into competitive CrossFit and I blew my knee out then I started boxing I did amateur boxing and uh, due to some serious concussions to the head. I developed a tumor, which I needed to have surgery for. So I stopped doing that, and I went into bodybuilding. And I guess throughout that whole time, uh, food was a very important part competitive, to, to be competitive. Food's a key element. And I, I didn't really explore that much, but I am, recent years, I've thought about it a lot. Um, but then I got turned on to light therapy, because light therapy really helped me with pain, with all the pain, my injuries helped me with a, a lot of pain. that was in my family and friends. And um, yeah, I went, I guess I, you could say I saw the light. Mm.
1: And um, yeah. now I,
4: I really believe in light therapy. But I think when it comes to food, like the key thing is we always have, like this is a very informed community here, yes. right? Everyone here is extremely informed, but we all have those friends and family that are really beginners, right? They're beginners and they'll ask you questions like, is this healthy to eat? And you'll look at it and you'll say, a four-year-old retarded child would know the answer to that. Why are you asking me that? But there's other reasons, right? And I think, like, for a good, to have good mood, um, you really need to have a good relationship with food. And I think um, most people, at the end of the day, I don't necessarily mean the well-informed community that's here, but your average person outside that somehow thinks that fast food is okay to eat, that drinking... You know a, a jug of pepsi a day is okay they just want to look and feel confident and food can help with that right mm-hmm. um so i guess i guess i think like the first task to get people to progress to a stage where they're understanding a lecture that he just performed mm-hmm. is managing calories right manage your calories and have a good relationship with food to where you're not using food as a way to escape or to feel good when you're not feeling significant, um, but I, I would, I, yeah, but you can <coughs> kind of see my brain sort of, sort of sees food as a way that people use as a means of escape, as a means to feel like feel good, and it's for something short term. For me, mm-hmm. I always felt so guilty eating bad food. I would hate myself that the 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 pain of that outweighed the feeling of being good. So I always had a very good relationship with food you know i wouldn't say that i was some guru and i hacked like my calories and i you know tracked my i just simply had something where if i ate something i shouldn't have and i started to get overweight or i started to feel drowsy or i was eating something wrong i would feel bad about that i would say john you know you messed up you should know better and i would feel bad about that and then that would make me manage my calories manage my eating make me be healthy make me be competitive and and actually performed quite well. Great,
2: yeah. great.
4: Iman. It's a bit too much though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I underperformed. Please introduce <laughs> yeah. yourself. Oh, Hi,
5: everybody, so my name is Iman Hassan. I'm the founder of IHC Agency. We are a creative marketing agency based between New York and Miami. I got into health and wellness about five years ago because I, I had a lot of personal health issues that came up. And I went the functional route versus going the traditional medicine route and started educating myself around this space. And we've taken what we've been doing for 15 years, building luxury brands and now applying it to building health and wellness brands, standing behind founders and really cultivating that community. So I'm excited to be here. This is definitely the right audience for me. Um, In terms of answering your other question, I think it goes down to habits. So kind of what Misha said, for me, cold plunging is a really big part Mm. of it. And then we cannot forget about the gut-brain connection, right? So Mm. having a healthy gut, having a healthy... Microbiome, I think plays a big part in regulating your mood, serotonin, dopamine. So I think that's one of the key places for me Excellent.
0: Yeah, well said Uh, My name is Ben Azadi. Uh, I'm the founder of KetoCamp. I wrote four books. The last one is called KetoFlex Our mission is to educate and to inspire a billion people and within the 1 billion people to reverse type 2 diabetes in 1 million people And we're well on our way to do that Um, the question All the answers were fantastic. I was going to say something about you know I enjoy beating Misha in basketball. Yeah, yeah. he loves
3: that. He loves that. But
0: (laughs) I'm going to give a serious answer. I think when we look at disease and symptoms, you mentioned like you notice the symptoms when eating bad food. I love that idea of like the intuition. You eat something, you notice the symptoms. The symptoms are this. It's not, symptoms are not bad. It's actually the innate intelligence's uh, check engine light, right? It's like, thank God we have this. We've been brainwashed to believe that we should hate symptoms and hate disease. But as a matter of fact, we should be so thankful that we have this system in place to show us we ate something wrong or thought something bad. So that's number one. I agree with you paying attention to the symptoms. But I also believe that the reason we have obesity, it's not because of what people are eating but what's eating them. They're not living on purpose with their purpose. Yes. And a, a quote from Robert Heinlein, he said, in the absence of, of clearly defined goals, we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia until ultimately we become enslaved by daily trivia. So daily trivia are addictions, food addictions, drug addictions. I've been there myself. When I got clear on my values and my goals, there's no time for that. But most people are tiptoeing their way through life to hope to land safely on death's door, that they don't really have goals. But if you get clear on your goals, then you're gonna eat better because you're gonna feel better and it's gonna align with your goals. So I think lack of purpose is a disease, an epidemic in itself. And I would say getting clear on your purpose is probably the most important 100%. things we could do for our health. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's beautiful, Absolutely beautiful. Can I, can
3: I just say one thing on that?
1: Yeah.
3: The real issue also, I mean, Ben made it, it's a really good point. When you're not in living your purpose and you're not following your, high, some people call it your higher calling, um, yeah. It's it can be difficult to even like when you're having a health crisis to actually even be clear enough to even find your purpose. so It's like a vicious cycle. Like if you watch the you know uh, for me it's the same thing was uh, sorry for my friend but the fat bastard and uh, awesome powers. I eat because I'm happy and I'm happy because I eat. Yeah. And you can't get right. out of that cycle because yeah. literally one be- begets the other. So so that's so important is you actually have to have a hard reset and. To do that is really to go keto. It will clear your brain so fast to get in that mood to find your purpose because the, the, you guys probably know this in this group, but the ketogenic diet became like, a thing was because it was helping, helping helping epileptic children not have seizures because they're like, oh, let's give them insure, like the, like the super toxic crap, and that helps, but the science is like, oh, so we you know omega three fats and all the good quality you know, you know, fats can actually help brain diseases, which can actually help lower the inflammation, which can actually help you find your calling, so you can actually get healthy and make an action plan. So that was really important. Well said.
1: Very well said. No, that
2: was great. I actually, I'm going to just add a little bit to this conversation because, just because, I am a nutritionist, but for me, I feel the most clarity when I am not always eating
1: Mm -hmm.
2: last year it was you know i i how shameful is it for a nutritionist to be pre-diabetic right that was me last year and i have done every diet under the sun since i had my thyroid removed 12 years ago and i'm like trying to find myself i'm like i used to be this tiny little person right so i think we all are really bio individual But having that symptom that our body's talking to us is really important. Do you feel like shit after you eat that giant meal that was bought from McDonald's? Right? So I think that just knowing what you're putting in your body is number one. Number two is, how are you eating? So I don't know what you guys think. I I agree with you. One
3: last last thing also. So you mentioned mentioned about like, mood like how eating can actually even junk food can be impacting your mood it makes it it makes you feel better so for someone who actually is a binge eater and suffers from anxious eating i actually only eat when i'm having almost a panic attack or anxious or completely starving that's my problem but Mm. what i'm saying is it's so hard you know to to actually calm the nervous system to actually get in a place where you actually for me for example when i have a little bit of gluten my calling my purpose which I'm pretty clear on, can literally disappear, and I have like a you know, two-day panic attack. Quiet, and it's only wow. in my head. But I'm laying in bed. I want to watch a movie. I don't want to go play basketball and practice. So when I see Ben in Miami, I'll be ready for it. <laughs> so, so when I actually get out of my, of the routine that I know is good for me, my purpose, my calling, almost goes out the window because of that vicious cycle again. So again find your calling and then find your purpose and know how to reset yourself to get back there because you won't get back there just by having a purpose you have to reset your nervous system and you know going on a keto camp and helping all your million friends get there is kind of the best way to do it honestly it's like i'm not saying like don't do any other biohacking but if you supplement keto keto diets or a keto light you know lifestyle with yoga meditation these other biohacks you probably will solve 90 percent of your issues unless you have some underlying, you know, lead, mercury poisoning, gut, you know, microbiome stuff. That's kind of the answer. So this is mood food. So Ben's like creating mood food, he's the mood food camp guy. So let's get everyone, in, remember like fat camp, those movie heavyweights? Let's get everyone into like keto camps where you actually have, you know, experiences where you actually feel great when you leave the camp. And then can encourage your community to
0: be in that. Yeah. But can I add one thing? Real yeah, quick? I know yeah. we're kind of going off course. No, here that's at, all good. Thanks to Misha, but no. <laughs> ADHD, remember?
3: <laughs>
0: what you said was valuable. I didn't realize that you go through that. You know, when you don't align, or your food isn't line with your values, then it takes you away from your values. That makes so much sense. Within, I think, 10, within ten minutes. Yeah, I think we could all relate to that, right? Yeah. It's like, but I wanted to add the keto part. When I, when, I le- when I gave my lecture earlier, if you watched it, I showed that when you're in a state of ketosis, ketones communicate with the mitochondria, you get 400% more energy mm-hmm. where, do you know which part of the brain has the most mitochondria? That the brain, right? So you thought, you just, you nailed it. Like if you're having those thinking, thinking thoughts, if you're not having the motivation, like that's a fast way to help that, take that first step. But the purpose thing, Needs to be spoken about, like not in this community because I think that we all yeah. are getting clear everybody on our. purpose. Okay. Yeah. but you know <laughs> with, with our friends and family, it's friends just so important. <laughs> um, we live in a world where it's designed to take us away from our purpose, or to project a purpose to you that's not mm-hmm. your real purpose. yes and there's a book that I recommend everybody read called "Recovering the Soul" by Dr. Larry Dossey. It's from the late '80s, but it'll I mean just the title alone doesn't it light you up? Recovering yeah, the Soul: exciting. In the book, they showed that. 85% of Americans have a heart attack Monday morning between 8 yep. and 9 yes. a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I've heard that 8 and 9 up. a.m. Why do you yeah. think that is? Stress, they ought to work. They're going to a job that is not yeah. their purpose. Yeah, they hate their they hate 85% of the time. And, I, and that was the late 80s, probably worse now. So I just wanted to add that to the conversation.
1: That's a
2: great point. I I think that I would love to expand on the keto side. Because as I explained before, I kind of kind of did it all and sometimes very extreme and I was always chasing you know what was I like before I was 40 what was I like before I had thyroid problems so keto didn't work for me Ben And I would love for you to answer that. No, you're the keto expert. No, no, because Ben.
1: You're blaming me, Sandy. No, I'm not uh, blaming
2: anyone. I'm not blaming anyone. This is this is a really important conversation because what I love is the fact that you said you are not all in on keto all the time. You believe in flexibility. So, and I do understand the clarity because I I've done keto. I do totally understand the clarity of the mind. But I would love for you to expand on that and you, and you, and yes. anyone else. Yeah, I think
4: also it's like, because keto, I recently got into it because at the biohacking event in Amsterdam, there's lots of chatter about it. Mm. And most of the people that I connected with there that I really, really respect and loved, they started talking about it. But I guess where does, like I've got a friend, a very, very close friend, extremely overweight. But every time I see him, oh, John, yeah, I'm about to start my fast. He talks about the next thing, the... the the transformation program he's about to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's yeah,
4: always nice. about to do it, about it, for years. Yeah. But what, if you were to say, okay, if you, like, we, got, we got keto, what is his like, three things to get started on the keto path? What would you say is-
0: how I mean, the first one is to help him understand or help everybody understand that it's not a diet, it's a metabolic process okay. and there's nothing new about it. It's just nuance. So just understand that we're all designed to use this metabolic process, not forever. I don't believe in continuous ketosis or even like aggressive fasting, there's a healthy balance. But to your point, Sandy, and it will also answer your question, I'll give the three tips. There are millions of ways to do keto. And most people do it wrong. And I think actually most people are being harmed by keto than helped right now because of the popularity.
2: What are the things that harm you when you do it? Eating the wrong
0: fats, thinking you have to eat a whole bunch of fat, which you don't. So what I teach my students, the first seven days, yeah, let's get those healthy fats that Misha spoke about. Mm -hmm. Once you're in ketosis and fat adapted, let's lower the fat, Mm -hmm. focus on protein, and let your body get its fat from your love handles and body fat.
3: Can I I just make, qualify one thing as you asked that? Can you tell us and tell the group, and, and I'm actually setting him up to, to tee you up on this one, yeah. what was your ketogenic diet like? What did it look like? And then just to qualify, can you mention what the keto flu is to her? Because we're going to Okay, yes. I, I have
2: kind of done all of it. I was doing the coconut oil, having more fats, clean animal protein, um, a little bit of veg. And, and I'm going to tell you this because I think this is where the mind comes in. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Do it. Done it. Yeah. She, done it. she said, she's she's done done. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> so it was I'll for it me, out. it yeah, was we'll a little bit out. of a mind fuck. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I was constantly checking my blood. Okay, I no, know. No, I, I'm not no, saying no, no, I'm right. No, 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 no but, but I'm worse. saying so you know, this is where I'm a big believer in the body, the mind, the spirit, and the soul. I think they're all separate. And when I was checking my blood, it was it was maybe that's what made it fail for me, mm-hmm. right? Because I was so obsessed about getting into that sweet spot. Yeah.
3: Uh, so that, right? Uh, can I just okay. touch on that? Because That's really important. That's something I work with almost all my clients on. Okay. Does anybody know the term orthorexia? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did have a friend 100%. who's an orthorexic? Yeah. I was. Is anybody an orthorexic? Ha, ha. ha, ha. So an orthorexic is basically the opposite of, well, it's, so imagine like um, you're so it's like orthodoxy, right? You're you're so focused on your diet, you're so focused on being gluten free that you're gonna ask your waiter forty five times about seed oils or see if um, it's from a cattle you just farm and, and a see dip. you know, what where what's the soil to grow oh, okay. in and what's the elevation where the grapes come in and these <laughs> tomatoes have glyphosate. Is there you know, was there was there any harm done to that cow? But is this you know, goat, you know, no milk or is murdered. So so the stress that that puts on you,
4: yeah, does your
3: community, yeah, the people at your table, it's it's a ch- shit show for your community, yeah. But internally, does anybody know what cortisol does and stress yeah. does to your, oh. your yeah. hormones, and then what happens to your, your diet, your your body, and your in your weight when you have you know hormone and, and uh, issues and cortisol spikes because of your stress? Does anybody know that right, real yes. fast? Yes. So I have clients who like what you're saying, did all the, did all the diets, but if you're Doing the diets, no offense. We are constantly checking like, like when I put my uh, patients on or clients on um, ketogenic diets, I never let them look at their monitors. I never let them all look right. because you literally can tell within 30 minutes of what's going on just yeah. by how you feel, yes. right? And what you said was yep. how the mainstream Americans or Western world are doing keto. Yeah, uh, you know, waffle, put all my, you know, cheese, five types of cheese, and maybe one little piece of, you know, you know. Parmesan, crisp on top of a waffle iron, make a waffle. This is my cheese omelet. Uh, I have clients who, again, he's completely right. You want to get into ketosis and then stay at that baseline where your body is running on very high efficient fuel. You want to get your glycogen stored super low. You don't want to actually have, um, you, know, you know, all, you know, this, you don't want to, in my opinion, I don't actually call it ketogenic diets. I call it keto or what I do. It's more like a plant-rich diet but using the omega-3s, using good fats, that will still put you in ketosis. You will actually probably have better bowel movements. You'll know, have more energy. And there's a whole, you know, I have a big issue with a lot of like Paul Saladino and all these guys who are like, you know, no vegetables, and Dave Asprey, like, I have a big problem with him. Like kale's a, you know, kale's toxic, you know, avoid kale, like you're, how are you gonna be healthy if you have kale? It's, it's almost like the opposite side of propaganda. He's trying to be funny, but we're actually confusing people. Where I now have clients who, now carnivore is great if you want to do it for 30 days get reset, fine. But if you're going to tell me that I'm not going to have nature's vitamins and minerals and nutrients that are grown from my garden because I can have my meat, but maybe your meat isn't from a regenerative farm in Missouri where they're eating, you know, all the little you know, insects and you know biodiversity that's actually going to get that uh, CLA conjugated linoleic acid super uh, rich that's going to heal us. So we're actually overthinking things to the point where even if you're doing all the right things you are literally orthorexia is putting you in a nervous state mm. where a it is PTSD, it is depression, it's anxiety. And if you, you know, do the meditations, the brain taps, the keto, that lowers the nervous system to actually not be at baseline, ready to act like be that way. However, if to doing the activity is causing her the stress and making her have to recheck and the anxious and she wants to the number to go down, that is going to make it actually get worse. Yeah. And you're actually going to gain weight. You're going to feel sick. Your joints are going to, I mean, literally, have anybody heard how uh, gratitude and anxiety are the exact same part of the brain mm-hmm. You know about this? Yeah. So if you're anxious, just list five things you're grateful for, and the anxiety will go away. Because it can't multitask, right? So we, we literally, I have, I have clients who literally, if they have a, veg, like a big you know, plate of vegetables and grass-fed meat, and are stressing out about it, they'll be constipated, they'll eat it, they'll have health issues, they can't sleep. Um, Or I have other patients or clients who are, you know, these two sisters have the same meal, one of them is like 30 pounds lighter, the other one is, they're actually twins, it's the exact same diet they're on, and one's doing well, one's not, because one is freaking out over the data, and one's just like, oh, go to the other class, no big deal. And it's that obvious. So for someone like you, you know too much. You're, it's called analysis by, paralysis by analysis.
0: I've noticed a lot of people have issues with caffeine, especially caffeine in coffee. Now, don't get me wrong. I love myself a cup of quality coffee, but the truth is I've seen so many of my Keto Camp Academy students have a glucose spike from caffeine, knocking them out of fasting or creating some digestive issues, bloating, and most commonly, jitters and irritability. We know excessive caffeine and caffeine sensitivity can cause adrenal problems, which has a lot of negative effects. It makes you more dependent on the caffeine and it puts you in this sympathetic fight or flight state. And for a lot of people that is problematic. Everyday dose solves the problem of regular coffee while drastically building on its benefits with added supplements. What I love about everyday dose, it's low acidity, cold extracted coffee, and a micro dose of caffeine blended with collagen protein, functional mushrooms, and nootropics, which will improve your focus, your energy, and your immunity. I just feel different in a really good way when I have Everyday Dose versus regular coffee, and I want you to experience the same. So if you want to check out Everyday Dose, head over to everydaydose.com slash Ben and use the coupon code KETOCAMP. You're going to get an extra five-on-the-go dose travel pack to take with you anywhere you go. I take these travel packs with me and it is a game changer because when I'm traveling it's hard to find first of all a clean cup of coffee but almost impossible to find coffee with these functional ingredients. So head over to everydaydose.com/ketocamp use ketocamp to get your bonus gift or click the link in the podcast notes down below.
2: No. However, that was that was before I oh, went then, back to college. Not, not you I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, the thing is too. I think we all have to be careful about who we work with as a health coach or a nutritionist or a dietitian because it was like, check your blood. I'm like, oh my God. Like, no, it's I'm not there yet. Oh, well, there must be something wrong with your liver. And then there, right? So this was before I went back to college and I was I was very turned off by it. And then, you know, I know a lot of people who do really well on it. And it's a great way to kickstart that clarity of the, bri- the brain, that you know initial weight loss. But then you learn, and you have people like yourselves who are experts who teach how to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's the ultimate goal uh, to find that sweet spot. And, you know, another mistake is men and women doing it the same way. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you Thank for you mentioning that. that. Yeah, they should not fasting too. So. Yes. yes. And then also another mistake is women who have a menstrual cycle also need to do it differently than women who are postmenopausal so there's so different ways to do it and to your to both your point with the checking people could get stressed out from that throw off the numbers they're chasing ketones so it's really dependent on the person if somebody who's more like you i I would tell them just throw away that that meter let's focus on how you feel some non-scale victories but somebody like me I like to look at those metrics. You might like to look at metrics too. So it's dependent on the person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's so many, I mean, we could talk forever about keto, there's so many ways to do it. Uh, there's not one way. There's not a cookie cutter approach is what I'm trying to say. It's gonna be custom to that person, their unique health history, their goals, man, women, age, etc. Then you could outline a good game plan for them.
2: Can I just say something? For, I would love to hear from Iman, only because you, you touched on something that's really important. And I don't know, I think I've heard the term maniverse, maniverse, huh? like everything is uh, from a male perspective. Uh, like not mansplaining. It wasn't mansplaining. No, 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 I was no. not no, mansplaining? Not at
0: all. Not at all.
1: No,
2: but the, the whole world is based on, you know, the data from oh, men. Oh, because all the studies. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yes. Oh, based oh, on everything right. around yes. The men. Yes. There's
5: very little information around women and our bodies and how we work and how we function. We have four hormone cycles a month. So we have to factor that in, and I think one of the things you were saying is, I think discipline and mindset. Having a positive mindset, I think, is a starting point before you enter any sort of a journey. Yes. Having that time to adapt to your body, not being in a race with the next person, giving yourself space to do things at your pace, and not trying to be an overachiever. So I'm somebody who's guilty of that. I spent the last three years just optimizing, 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 and then my hormones got thrown off. And I stopped and said, listen, I'm a woman. I can't intermittent fast right now. I'm not a candidate for intermittent fasting. Not. I have to get myself metabolically flexible again. Mm. So that's something I'm currently working on. So I think women and men are so different. Our bodies work in such different ways. Environmental stressors, our sleep, our hormone cycles, internally our clock is so important. So I think having that positive mindset and understanding what you can and cannot do with your body is very different.
0: Yeah, well said. Great point, that's
5: great. And and also, you know, again, I'm
2: not saying men don't have this. I'm just saying a lot of the women mm-hmm. that I know have the career, do the travel, kind of are the first go-to for the kids. You know, I, I'm sitting here at the conference watching my daughter on Life 360 and wondering... <laughs> How much has she been partying this weekend
1: (laughs) at homecoming
2: but you know some of my friends here know but this is this is my life and then I'm trying to be present here so I think with women we need to be cognizant of all the other factors including menopause including uh, like
5: even working out
2: even working out yes
5: put your workouts around your your cycle yes. and make sure you're not overdoing it when you are actually on your cycle and stuff because that can stress out the body. And stress like that can end up damaging you even further, which is something men don't struggle with. So I think making sure you're in tune and you're understanding your age, what your background is, what you're genetically also prone to or not. Yes. So the DNA company is a company I'm really passionate about. It gave me so much data and background on, I'm South Asian originally, So, for example, understanding things like I can't take um, certain supplements. They don't genetically resonate with me, things that I did not know. So, I think living in a world that you have access to so much data is educate yourself, make sure you're applying things, not blanket statements. Social media can also be very over-consuming and confusing, and making sure you're doing your research on things. I love it.
3: Can I piggyback on that for a second? Yeah. I think it's so important to actually know what's under the hood, right? Mm -hmm. You have to actually you know, again, we're all different. All our bodies are, you know, we're all the same kind of bodies where we all have bioindividualities yeah. Because of our environment. our, environment, our environments are all different. And I think what's really important is if we don't actually do blood testing and Correct. do epigenetic testing and see what's going on, see what gene markers are, you know, being expressed or not expressed, can really impact not just our health but our next generation health uh, following us. And there's a lot of indicators for mental health that we can, you know, deal with and solve. Yeah. Um, so I'm just mentioning this really quickly. Does anybody know about function health? Anybody heard of this before? Yes. So uh, I actually, anybody that wants to, there's actually a functional medicine AI you know, lab testing um, company that Dr. Mark Hyman actually created. Uh, and there's actually a 50,000-person waiting list to get on that thing, and it's like a $15,000 value for like $500. You get a full functional medicine lab testing. I can get you a discount code if you want. Find me afterwards, or I'll maybe put it up just for this group to get you ahead of the wait list, get you on so we can be like real biohackers and get all the data, but very important. You have to know what's going on under the hood and what we're predisposed to so we can actually reverse yes. engineer and deal with epigenetics in a, in a smart way. And for people that are struggling with keto, just to mention this, I was trying to have Ben um, you know, highlight this is, has anybody heard of the keto flu? Yeah. Yes. yes. yes.
2: I've had it. Has anybody What's done? That? There we go. Has anybody, good. Has
3: anybody done the ketogenic diet and felt super <laughs> lethargic, super sick, you know, super tired, low energy, and actually like not well? Anybody? David. Of course you did. David. So basically, <laughs> the, that's when you get the keto flu. So all that really means is you're really low in like salt, sodium, electrolytes, and a few other stuff. So a lot of people think salt is bad for you, right? Too much salt, low salt, low sodium. Again, more propaganda. It depends where you get your salt from. Oryx salt, you find at whole Foods is a Kalahari desert, sea salt, the purest salt on the planet. It's a 300-foot strata in, in the grounds with no, no toxicity. Mm-hmm. Himalayan sea salt now is actually being tested for toxicity. Um, so, so basically, if you... Why did it bring up salt? Oh yeah, if you have more salt in your diet, when you're doing keto beat and you have no sugar, you actually, when you have low sugar, you have to have more salt. So most people get the keto flu by not having enough electrolytes. So, and a lot of people get sick by, they will have low sugar and low salt. They think that's healthy. And everyone will get super, super sick and discouraged and move on. So if you do keto, make sure you, you have a bag of Himalayan sea salt or or salt just to supplement. Yeah. Get his limit, like, limit code, actually a discount
0: code or look it up. Elements, yeah. yeah. Elements. Also, on top of that, and you also want to gradually decrease the carbs. Don't go from 300 grams of carbs to under 50, because yeah. that'll, that'll happen. You don't need to have to get symptoms to do keto. You don't need to go through keto flu. Keep the salt up, do a gradual decrease in carbs, gradual increase in fat, and it'll be a smooth transition. Seven days in ketosis, no symptoms.
2: I would just also like to just piggyback a little bit on what you said about genetics. You guys yeah. both talked about it. I think it's really important to know, because I also did DNA company, and I've done multiple uh, tests. And, you know, I know the basics, but, you know, it's all a lot of it has to do with interpretation too, Correct. right? Yeah. So I know, for example, Comp T. So everybody here can go and find out what kind of a Comp T gene they have. So if you have certain genetic predispositions to clear dopamine very quickly, you're gonna keep looking for that mm-hmm. dopamine mm-hmm. hit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm one of those people. So, you know, have you guys done genetic testing here in the panel, everybody? Yeah? Yeah. yeah? So talk to me, what's your greatest finding for your mood? I think we know, because you mentioned it in your, in your lecture, but I wanna know more, I think that's so important to know where—I'm not even going to say challenges—where you're able to improve upon, in terms of your genetics, what do you know? Me first. Yeah, you first. Um,
3: yeah. So I forget the name of the gene. Uh, so much well, we do there's, uh, there's this yeah. gene that any any addicts or anybody that has severe ADHD, depression, anxiety, there's a gene that they're very it's, it's very expressed and it actually. Um, Again, I think it's the one maybe you're I talking think it's about. Prompting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe yeah. we're so, the same. No, yeah, so I have <laughs> that. We might be the yeah, same. So I have that too. So I have do the dopamine rush like all the time. So uh, I live in this So the the PTSD is like you know what Kanye is like my, my uh, bipolar superpower. That's kinda how I feel. I feel like I, I have hypervigilance, I can see everything at all times. I don't yeah. to I can you know, I do rest I do know how to sleep very well, but when I'm working I can do like three hours of sleep, nothing, no issue. You know, I meditate, whatever. But and you know, I think ultimately, um, I, I have a need for, I, for when I drink, if you, if you have that gene, you need more alcohol, you need more food, you need more substance to actually get you there. So let's say you don't have that gene, he's blackout on two tequilas, and I'm, I'm fine on seven tequilas. Uh, It actually is a thing, so I need to have, so I'm a raging codependent, so I need to make you all love me, so I do a dinner party last night, so you all come over, and you all want to work with me, and build a business, where you guys go come over, and I pay you to, like, you know, pay the community to, you know, build biohacking centers, because I have that gene. If I didn't have that gene, I would just be sitting in my room, like, probably on crypto crypto stuff, making some money. But no, I want that dopamine hit of feeling included, feeling loved. A lot of these codependents are uh, addictions, um, are, are people who have addictions are actually people who are suffering from codependency, which basically mm-hmm. is an unresolved childhood trauma or trauma. Does anybody know Gabor Mate? Dr. Gabor yes. Mate? It, yeah. He's probably the leading thinker on ADHD, depression, anxiety, yeah. and, and now he's substance abuse. He has this whole theory that most people who have substance abuse are it's not genetic, you're not genetically disposed to being an alcoholic because your mother's an alcoholic, but you're genetically disposed, genetically disposed to the same way she handles trauma or the way she yeah. processes the trauma so maybe instead of being alcoholic she's going to be an orthorexic and never drink or maybe instead yeah. of being alcoholic mm-hmm. she'll be anorexic or she'll be uh, a, a bingier but whatever that is you can reset those genes by you know keto and you can work with epidemics there you can supplement with you know uh, you know uh vitamins you can use brain tap or some of these devices that we have here to help change that 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 um Kind of ecosystem and makes some makes waves. Yeah.
2: Awesome, John.
4: I did do the DNA fit test that did mm. tell me a bit how to train, tell me what to eat. Mm. I don't obviously I shouldn't have dairy because uh, it doesn't sit well. I Shouldn't have smoked meat. I remember just these two, mm. um, but that was just about it. I mean, I'm actually very injury prone. So. No surprises. <laughs> that <there>. makes sense. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good test. I did it many, many years ago. But at the time, I don't think I deep dived into. It. I think I was competing for something at the time, and I was like, I'm already on a program. I'm already got my coach. I'm already on doing something. But I do remember a bit of the data that came back, that, um, that I'm implementing right now.
2: And genetics can be a lot, but it no, can. Yeah. That's why they have companies whereby. I, I actually have no affiliation with the DNA company. I'm just yeah. saying because. <clears throat> I've done their test, and I've interviewed them twice, and I think that they really give from you... A from a functional yeah. perspective. Exactly. They do a functional job at that. A lot of people will be like, okay, now what? What do yeah. I do with
5: this? So... That's what I loved about mine. So I got my test back. I did it kind of... I think it was February, March, and I got back... I don't remember the gene, but I have very high dopamine receptors, and so I get dopamine hits very quickly, and my clearance is super slow. So I can get these, I'm perpetually like kind of happy and happy-go-lucky, and I kind of get these quick hits. My serotonin is extremely dysregulated, which makes me ADD. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a superpower that I can switch on and off. That's how I was kind of taught that. Yeah. And so taking certain supplementations can help me regulate that, but I don't always want to be regulating that. Another thing that I learned was we hear that you know glutathione is a master anti-detoxer, and it's incredible for you. I can't take glutathione. I'm the same as you. I have, I, I don't remember what the gene is called, but it clears out even the good stuff out of my body. So it's clearing out minerals, taking out nutrients. And I was injecting myself with glutathione because I heard it's amazing, we should all be using it. And then I get this test back and I'm like, holy shit, I can't be taking this. Like it doesn't <laughs> what am I doing, me. To what am I doing? So I think having all this information at hand, getting to learn your body, how you function, your mind, it's just equipping us to realize we're all individuals. One size does not fit all, and that's where customized supplementation is something I'm also a big fan of. You have to know what you need, and I think that's where functional practitioners come in versus generic doctors. Functional labs are tighter. They really focus on healthy people versus seeing unhealthy people. So you're really focusing on what does your body need? What do you need as an individual to functional at your optimal? So, mm-hmm. Ben, yeah, I would well love said. for you to add to the genetics conversation. Yeah, there's a, such
0: a, I mean, a lot of moving parts with genetics, right? <laughs> yeah. I think genetics are great to test, but I, I always believe epigenetics rules, right? And it gives you clues to things you can do with your environment and your food and your supplements, to your point, mm-hmm. to get the positive epigenetic response that you want. I know that. I was never taught when I was yeah. learning nutrition that we could turn off genes. like Correct and turn on genes, like how incredible is that? So our environment, of course, determines that. But I've done the DNA Fitness one, uh, probably like four years ago, I le- and I've done the DNA test too. So what I learned from the DNA Fitness one was um, eating like, char- like uh, char-grilled meat is not a good idea. That's right. right. Uh, I also have I'm a slow metabolizer for caffeine, which is terrible news, because I love coffee. Um. <laughs> it says to, you know, avoid it or limit it, so I have to limit my caffeine. I also have a salt sensitivity, which I notice when I eat a lot of salty foods, like my fingers start to Falling? swell. Yeah. So these kind of made sense to me. Uh, the fitness report said I could kick Misha, Misha's butt in basketball. <laughs> uh, the, DNA, Park. the DNA test was similar to the, yeah. the fitness one, but it was more comprehensive. Okay. And I like cash and I like yeah. what they're doing. So yeah, it gives you clues, but you want to work with a really good practitioner or the company will assign a practitioner to interpret it for you because mm. then you have kind of like the your susceptibilities and like this recipe but then you have a guide to make some decisions with your nutrition and supplements to kind of activate the right genes and turn off the bad genes so i think it's super valuable i
2: think so because when we're again i think this entire conference talks about being proactive and preventative Right, that's what everybody here is all about because when you're already when you've already got the fire it's hard to put it out so i think educating I'm a mom. I have two kids. They're older, and they do what they want. And it's really important for me to educate them. I don't know if they're listening (laughs) quite yet. The the subconscious mind is hearing hearing it. it. You know, they're, they're 18 and 22, but you know, I'm trying, and I see the stress. Well, my daughter used to be an athlete. My son is, and I see the stress in them, and I'm like, here's what I need you to do to just relax your brain
1: yeah
2: go for a walk in nature no headphones don't listen to anything like for me that's my personal number one hack i know this is about food but it's it's i think we need to add in practices but something happens social media troll happens all the time right Mm -hmm. you you get that like i i Feel like I need to release that. The way I do it is to go for a walk with my dog in nature. So I think we should talk about that. Like I'm sure everybody. Well, you mentioned cold plunge,
3: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: So what else do you love to do?
3: How short or long should I take this? Yeah. You, you do you. Are you
4: sure? Can you ever do Please. short? Please. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Short. We
3: love it though. We I'm love no you, i divergent. Remember, I got PTSD. <laughs> we love and you, Nisha I find my way out. No. So, look. I think to quickly enhance my mood, there's nothing better than like a 210-degree sauna, right? I think a cold plunge, you know, as adjunct therapy with, you know, heat therapy is probably the best thing you can do. Um, but again, if you don't regulate your, you know, your, your gut microbiome, you don't actually have a pretty, you know, low inflammatory diet, all the other stuff, it's, it's probably going to do maybe 10% of what it could do on its own. So again, you, you kind of have, in my opinion, you have to, have the foundation you know, in your body and what the input is, is your foundation to actually have the you know, effects work um, of, of, of uh, the other biohacking tips and tricks but I think like super simple stuff like does anybody know like going waking up first thing in the morning and going outside for twenty minutes stimulates your pineal gland to the point yeah. where you actually can reduce uh, depression anxiety and PTSD and actually ameliorates a lot of autism symptoms and children with autism so Go outside for 20 minutes in the sunlight. Even if it's cloudy, don't wear sunglasses. Just you know, take your dog, no phone, no nothing. That's free. Um, cold shower, that's free unless you live in an apartment. you got to pay the water bill. Um, you don't have to get a cold punch for that. And I think like, the number one thing that I really, really, like when I'm having a really bad moment, and I have you know friends here that I we did it earlier this morning to kind of sync up and, and calm our nervous systems before walking in for, for my biohousing was we just did box breathing. I Maybe anybody know what box breathing is? Mm-hmm. You know, four in, hold, four out, hold, four whatever. So that, you know, within 30 seconds, turns me from a, holy shit, today's gonna be an awful day, I'm not gonna do my lecture well, I'm gonna fall asleep, I'm not gonna have enough coffee, I'm probably gonna eat a snack and fall asleep somewhere, I'm a binge eater, I don't have any dinner to lunch. So all these running through my mind, after we meditated, me and Mickey and Mandy were, were rocking it. And I, it literally was just because of that 30 second sinking meditation in the car, and that's free. And then the other thing that's free is, you know, I don't always win, but when I do win, beating Ben is like the best thing that ever happened to me. And that's
0: <laughs> I, I leave the series, yeah. just for the record.
3: He won like eight, seven in a row, then I won four out of five, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's become that. But I think everything he said, I, exactly the same. I think there's something so magical about watching the sunrise. Okay. I think if well, yeah. so, so Super that,
3: watching the sunrise, like from dusk to the sunrise, is actually more powerful than just watching the sun. So that's like yeah. the best thing. Yeah, go
4: for it. Yeah, and it's something that you can never get tired of. Every time you see it, you're just like, wow, that's yeah, what well, you it's gratitude. You just get a, you know, you get a real appreciation for being alive. So definitely watching the sunrise, cold shower, cold plunge, obviously red light, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody has their happy place, right? We've, we have we we kind of fight our demons or fix our problems. Usually we're, when we're, there's a problem, we're not confident. We need to go to our happy place because we feel powerful there, we can fix problems. So everybody has their happy place. You don't need to like think what would be the ideal happy place. You do have your happy place. You just probably just don't identify it as a happy place. For me, it's the gym. In the gym, you know, blood flows, glowing and I feel powerful and usually if I, Something is broken in life, relationships, work, whatever. It when I, go to, when I go to the gym and I'm just lift. I'm not doing some program or you know, writing my sets. I figure the problem out. I don't know why, but for my whole life, it's been like that, I figured the problem out. And I come back on the computer, I go back to the meeting, and I think, yeah, everyone, if you do, if you do have, a, you, you maybe, again, you don't see it as a happy place, but you do have your happy place. I would think it'd be in the kitchen for you, you know, when you're working with food, ba- bas- bas- basketball court or the basketball yeah. court, <laughs> but you all have that place and that's your place where you fix, you fight your demons and you fix your problems.
0: Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called good idea and it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along with the coupon code. All right, let's get back to this episode.
3: So that's Can I just like piggyback or not piggyback, but just mention what he's saying that you didn't you said I don't know why that calms everything down, I don't know why, I don't know why. That's what Ben said. You're purpose. fulfilling your purpose. Yeah, purpose, yeah. But not even not even your purpose, you're actually putting yourself in flow state yes. and you actually are you know
4: being, exactly, my, being exactly. me, my optimal me. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Yes. And, and it's actually a meditative ritual process. That's right. meditative So that's, ritual why, process. So that's why. That's. Because you're like, oh, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go meditate and you know do yoga for three hours. I have no idea why I feel better. Oh my yes. god! I can't believe it. I'm like in flow right now. Yes. Because you actually are, almost being a monk in a sanctuary, yes. tidying the floor, putting everything back in place, yes. getting everything aligned, so you can actually be.
4: That's that right. Case. Exactly. So now you know. that's it.
5: I think for me, it's community and support system. Mm. We cannot undervalue what it takes to be around the right people, to feel supported, to be in community. You look at the blue zones, why do people live longer? Because they spend time with people who are like-minded, they feel loved and supported. And I think we can never underplay. You don't want to be lonely and just biohacking yourself, right? Because that alone leads to a lot of other problems. So community and support system, at least for me, is very, very core and essential. To living a healthy, happy life, and functioning at your optimal, and having the right mindset—that's so, great.
0: That's so good. We're social creatures, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about what you just said about you don't want to be lonely. Biohacking yourself—it mm-hmm. reminds me of the Brian Johnson, the guy Brian Johnson, right? Oh, I feel yeah. like he's really smart yes. and doing okay. a lot of biohacking, but he's missing that part. Uh, if you ever watched him lecture, like he—it's yeah, right. very, he's very extreme. Going on a date, I think, Yeah, guy. Like, it's respectable, but you know, yeah. the community part. I would say I'll, I'll have a different answer, like a different twist, because mm-hmm. all of what you shared are all great biohacking tools, but I also think where we get into trouble in the biohacking space is doing too much biohacking. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, great <laughs> Meaning, point, like, overhacking yourself. Like Cold Plunge, for example. I, I just got a brand new plunge. We'll do one soon. I, I think it's great. I love red light, I love sauna, I do all of that, but like you could do too much. And the yeah. most important thing that we, I think we should pay attention to is after we did the biohack, the rest of the day, did we feel better or did drained. we feel yes. drained, right? Yeah. Because somebody could body. do a cold plunge and have healthy mitochondria and do three minutes and feel energized like Misha would. Somebody whose mitochondrial challenge does three minutes and they're wiped out, they might get a panic attack. So mm-hmm. I think we need to find that balance that it's called this hormetic ceiling and that hormetic zone that we wanna hit. But always pay attention back to the symptom thing to how you feel the rest of the day. If you did cold plunge and you did three minutes at 39 degrees and you're wiped out, you did too much. So either increase the temperature or decrease the length, go 30 seconds. And then if you felt, you did 30 seconds, now you feel energized the next time, you build from there. So I think we get into trouble when we do too much biohacking. We want to make sure we're actually benefiting from it in and in, in increasing this hormetic ceiling that we want to do. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I just want to, Aman, I want to say that what you said was, I think, the most important thing that any of us said the entire um, panel is it is and the reason why I actually built my company the BioHouse, is to actually create community centers we're all doing this together what I've noticed that when I got into the space there's so many geniuses in the room that are all doing it in their own lab in their own house with their own team but they're siloed for doing we're all doing this when I see these booths and these massive conferences I just see all these uh, brands Silo. They're all working on the thing. They're all tinkering. They're all master scientists. But they're not working together and they're not seeing that we actually, if we look to our left, look to our right, you mm-hmm. have resources, I have resources. We actually can come together and do it together. So my brand, the biohouse, literally is just that, is to create almost like a mentorship or a, a mentorship program and our incubation program for all of those brands that maybe don't have hundred thousand dollars a month for brick and mortars, but that can come into an activation space, join a network, join a community because you're more likely to be unhealthy and sick if your community is than if your family is, or your, your parents are, right? So you are your community. And what I right. noticed is all these biohackers who are siloed, they're doing it alone, and they're actually all, most people here are searching for a connection because you know too much already. We're overdoing it, but we need to actually simplify it as in, let's come together in community and support each other, because if I support you, you support him, you support yeah. him, we can support you easier. Right, and I can help you get healthy with you help him with run light he can get you on a keto plan I can get you a free uh, Russian Turkish bathhouse pass because I got those connects (laughs) so that's community and and in that you calm the nervous system because you're not anxious not reading your numbers because you're busy talking to your neighbors about how happy you are how good you feel on your hike with your dogs and that's the reason why these conferences are so important to me is because we're so close to actually making this a globally mainstream concept of Western medicine's broken, let's change the medical system, the, the mental health care system, and how do you do it? Talk therapy doesn't work, 12 steps works for some people, but the system we have right now is meant to keep people sick, 2% uh, recovery rate. We can change that number by making people eat better food, uh, do all these biohacking tips and tricks, and actually created a system where we can actually do it at a low cost, you know, low barrier to entry, access point. and That's literally why I'm doing what I'm doing. So what everyone's doing here is inspiring me to help all of us do this in community. And I and I really just want to be super clear on that. If you don't think you need a community to get healthy, try it on your own. It is a very, very lonely, very lonely journey. Yes. In that lonely journey, your cortisol levels is going to get jacked yeah. up, your hormones are going to get jacked up, you're going to deal with some mental health issues, and then you're going to be battling your friends who are not your mm-hmm. allies, trying to convince everyone. How raise your hand if you get bored of convincing everyone why it's good to do what you do? Yeah, it. that's right. Like it's it's tiring, it's right? lonely. Yeah. It's lonely. It's like, what, what am I convincing you to believe in my religion? No, it's like science, and some of it's <laughs> peer-reviewed, and if it's not peer-reviewed, then it doesn't it isn't real, which we need to like understand that peer-reviewed studies became ha- happened in the 1950s because they wanted to validate special interests to fund to fund different you know you know agendas. So literally before the 50s, peer-reviewed yeah. meant nothing, like. Ancient medicine meant everything, so we really need to understand that we're in a very like, evolution of the, the human species. The past 70 years is how we understood science and medicine. I don't think so. I don't buy it. Um, so community, I think, is the way out of this problem. And for people, you know, like Ben and Numan and, and John, and, and, you know, and, and Sandy, like you are people in your community who are pillars and leaders who have to continue to say this message because. People, you know, that are in this, in this room, yes, you might be experts, actually. Like, you are experts. You under, you're understanding a lot of these concepts. Most of these concepts, most people don't know. So now you have a responsibility to go to your network, your family, your community, and just share the fact that we can get well together. And that's the whole point.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. That's yeah. a great
3: yeah. point. I think, I think, my, I think my,
2: oh, my mic is on. Um, I just want to actually say... Community, I agree, it's so important. And what I actually love about this community is that everyone has so many tools. Mm-hmm. And I do want to get into the actual gadgets and the tools to really hack mood because sometimes we need that, right? Like sometimes, you know, while I'm here, I'm, I'm actually probably more introvert than I am extrovert. So I went up a couple of times to recharge, and I have my favorite tools to do that quickly. And then I come back down, and I'm like, all right, I can talk again. So I would love to hear your favorite tools that you like to use. I mean, I'm sure people are going to say brain tab, yeah.
1: maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Then there's yeah, old school haven't.
2: meditation, yeah. but maybe we, we just heard from you.
1: Let's start with bed. Let's <laughs> start with Ben. Damn, Nisha. <laughs> you know oh, boy. <laughs>
0: I love BrainTap for sure. Uh, I just started using an In Harmony meditation cushion. Well, have you oh, anybody no. used it before? Yeah, so it's a it's a cushion that has uh, vibration and acoustic sound therapy at the same time. So that's a great reset for me. Have that in my office whenever I need to just get away from work for a bit. But I I mean, mine's a free tool, uh, not necessarily like a biohacking one that we would get here. All these are great, don't get me wrong, but going back to the vitamin G that I spoke about, the gratitude (sighs) part, right? It's like, it's impossible to feel angry and overwhelmed and and resentful and then grateful at the same time. It really, like you said, the brain doesn't work that way. It it can't
3: multitask. It can, not
0: and the brain has this um, reticular activating system, which is the size of your pinky in your brain stem. So it's a little thing in your brain that I believe in God, God put it there, or Mother Nature, where it's a selective um, seeking mechanism. So it's a filter, I should say. So we, we know that there are millions of stimulation every day and the brain has to filter that out. If we didn't have this RAS to filter out what we have taught to be not important, the brain would short circuit, like immediately. We wouldn't be able to focus. So the RAS is there to filter out things that we have taught it as not important. So I'm making a point here. When we but want to buy a car, a red Tesla, and we do a lot of research and put a lot of attention into this red Tesla, and then we buy the red Tesla, what happens, ne- what happens ha- next when we're driving in the streets? You see, you see, we see been- the red Tesla everywhere. Is the red Tesla there now because you bought it? Or were they always there, but you now have activated the RAS to see it? Mm-hmm. Right? You've activated the RAS to see it. So when you focus on gratitude and vitamin G, all of a sudden, all the things you were overwhelmed about and angry about and resentful about and pissed off about are now things that you're grateful for. So when I showed the slide, what you appreciate appreciates the universal law, but it's also scientific, what you feed to that RAS you see more of. So for me, it's like daily dose of vitamin G. There's no anti-nutrients in it. There's no oxalates. It's for every diet out there. There's, you know, it's free. There's no upper limit. So vitamin G would be my ultimate free biohack that I use every single day.
5: That's a really Excellent. good one. I think piggybacking off what Ben is saying, I think perspective, having healthy perspective in life and something that's free, breath. Mm-hmm. So simple. So breath. you <laughs> guys, most of us are not even breathing. You don't have to do master breathwork classes, but just slow down, slow your breath down, take a few deep breaths, start going back into your body, start feeling connected to yourself again. I don't think enough of us do that. It's free. You know, you can do it anywhere, anytime. It takes five to 10 minutes. Four deep breaths in, hold, four deep breaths out, and you will see right away your mood will shift. It does help, I agree. Right
1: I tell away. my kids all
5: yeah. the
2: time, you know, Dr. Andrew Wheel? Yeah. Four, seven, eight, four, seven, eight. Just remember, four, seven, eight, because their brains—they don't think yeah. sometimes. So I think it's important. I'm sorry to say that, kids. If you ever watch this, but you probably won't. Um. They,
4: don't care. they don't care.
5: But you know, also, I'm seeing so many young people because they're overstimulated get into these panic attacks. They're like, "Oh my god, yeah. I need to calm down. I can't handle this." And it's like, take a deep breath. Yeah. Stop overstimulating yourself. Take a deep breath and then come back. Have perspective. Are you going to be this upset about this situation in five minutes and ten minutes tomorrow? No, right? If it's a no, then remember that, right? Don't overreact. I love and that. That's, That's good. Yeah, like sure. that. Use She's that, Rachel. I to stress
3: that out. Put in the background. You know, we
5: tend to be so reactive in life because we're like, oh shit, I need to handle this right now. Yeah. Think about it. Is this going to bother you tomorrow? Is it going to bother you the day after? And the answer is like no. Go back to your breath. Learn to self-regulate. I think people don't know how to self-soothe and self-regulate, and that's why people are so ramped up in society because we're overstimulated. So we need to learn ways. Everyone's different. Coping mechanisms and how to self-regulate, self-soothe, calm ourselves down, and be able to do that for ourselves, not be looking for external ways to always do that in gadgets. Go back to your body.
2: Before mm. I get to you, John, I want to ask you, just on that point of breath work, if anybody here on this panel has ever done, I know you have, Frequency breath work.
3: No. Frequency no.
2: Breathwork? Vivian Rosenthal? D- oh, you know Vivian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, so.
3: <laughs> She's awesome. She has a place called Frequency, and they do how... You say it, you say it. <laughs> no, no. I, I, like, you know, I right? just want to yeah. say, oh, say
2: on to what you're saying sometimes in order to regulate our mood we need to have a release and oh my god does that ever provide that for you i think everybody in the audience when i watched her um she did a lecture in boston last year everyone was bawling sobbing with strangers and then we're all like all right i'm feeling good now we let it out so i just wanted to add to the breath work that sometimes we need something to kind of release help us release
3: well, does anybody know what holotropic breathwork, or anybody not know no, what it what is, is?
2: Yeah, explain it. You're better at that, for sure, because you know her.
4: What is this? I'm better at that. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, so so, 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 so basically, I don't like,
3: I wasn't complimented a lot as a kid, so these are nice. But basically, <laughs> a lot of, you know like Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method, he uses yeah. holotropic breathwork. Yes. They, they basically say it can mimic a psychedelic experience. and. Some people say it's actually more impactful than ayahuasca or like seven grams of mushrooms to actually really do a, uh, a guided holotropic experience. And Vivian, um, she's, she has this brand in, in New York City and she's opening one down here.
1: Oh, is they, she? they do pop-ups so in, at cool. Art
3: Basel. I don't know, if she, I might be helping her open up one here, but they basically have like these giant domes. Uh, if you wanna buy one, I can hook her up. They, they, they do pop-ups on people's properties, but they basically have these giant visual, you know, gorgeous, you know, uh, Peruvian music, you know, gorgeous uh, visuals, art, but then they have like she leads the breath work, but it, it's like when you leave, you actually you know, you feel like you're on drugs, like it, 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 or
2: anxious at first, right? Or like, good, you're, good like drugs, sorry, um, it's it's very different type of breath work for sure.
3: No drugs, sorry. it makes, it makes, you, it makes you feel it makes you feel like you're you know had a nice glass of water in your are calm. And your mother's giving you a hug. But, but what happens is, I, actually, when you brought up, uh, no one knows how, people don't know how to breathe really, and that's funny you said Vivian. So I brought my ex girlfriend who, you know, she's a VC, she's very, very corporate, um, very in her head and not in her yeah. body and her heart, uh, but to the point where she's a chain smoker and a, an alcoholic, abusive alcoholic. I got rid of her, thank God. But she, but um, <laughs> she, couldn't, like, didn't breathe. Like, it was a very shallow, like, breath worker, or breather. So Vivian comes over and, like, kind of helps you breathe and, like, like works, works with breath work. And she literally came over, and my ex-girlfriend, like, nothing was coming out of her mouth but she was breathing, but there was, like, no real breath. So she's living her whole life with this, and she had severe anxiety and would, you know, cope with cigarettes and alcohol. It'd be her biohack to get out of that space. Remember, short-term gain for long-term pain, right? That's the mood stuff, right? So we've got to be careful with... You know how we how we supplement our mood stabilizers. Mm-hmm. I say this to say, Vivian was so shocked that someone wasn't breathing, and it it basically made sense that she was so disconnected from mm-hmm. her mind and heart. And we had a lot of issues. She was not that nice, and I think it was because she didn't actually know how to breathe. So when we had some really big arguments or fights, I'd be like, just take five deep breaths, and she'd be a different person. So yes,
4: breathing works. Yeah. Five deep breaths.
3: We have five deep breaths. It's yeah. kind of, it kind of makes them, when you, when you tell people to like calm down and breathe, it almost feels like you're berating them or it makes them feel childish. So it's, it's a very like touch and go thing. You don't want to tell someone who's having a manic episode that they're being manic or crazy to calm down. So if yes. you can like breathe with them and say, let's do it together, and you know, we just ground together, where it's not like you need to take a deep breath, which I've done that in the past, doesn't work. <laughs> um, again, you like, have to have sympathy for our partners and our neighbors because so many of us are dealing with stuff that we're not telling anyone, right? I have an open book. I tell people all my problems. It's an oversharing, codependency trait. It's very toxic, but I like it. I don't want to change my, my mental illness. So, but I know it's like you got to be careful with it. So that, that is what I really try to do in my career, is really help people understand that you can't hold it all in. When you hold it all in, you're going to actually suppress your breath, repress your feelings, and that's where toxicity, you know, mental health issues are actually a manifestation of... And
2: we that. all like you too, because nice. you're authentic,
5: he's you. real, That's right. yeah.
4: you're I'm real, Misha. you're real, real, yes. yes. We we'll love Misha. So, that okay. is what I would say, you're okay. real. Authentic. Misha is hashtag real. Yes. Can you put that on the clip for the-, <laughs> <laughs> the Hashtag real,
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: hashtag
2: real. What about you John? I, I actually
4: think. wanted to double down on the gratitude, because yes. that me, I mean, I mean, it, I like the way you said it is, that actually the number one half. Um, and I, there was a very key times in my life when I realized that. And it was in, in a position where I didn't have a choice. It was a survival thing where I'm like, I will lose my mind. This is some, this is some heavy trauma I'm about to deal with. The only way I can deal with this is, is to, to survive it. So and I, I remember I used to say, thank you, thank you. And mm. at the first, you don't even mm. necessarily um, believe it. You're just, trying to like, you're just trying to get through the hour, get yeah. through the day. But it, you know, going to, to what you said, where your brain can't do two, it worked. And when it works, you double down on it. And when you find it's like a cup of water, you know, you fill it up with gratitude, and it gets full. But when you keep filling it up, it starts overflowing, and you carry it on over the day. You have you have yeah. a surplus. And then when when things happen, and when you know tragedies happen, you know that you, you lose a, lose a friend, lose a family member, or you know when work doesn't go so well, or something bad happens. And, you have a surplus of gratitude, and you've got that to get you through it. And that is something I 100% is i have experienced that. It's mm. definitely I actually so think good. that's
2: a great yeah. way to end, because I think we're out yeah. of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I wanna thank you guys. Thank you. And thank the Biohacking Congress for having this incredible venue. And thank you guys for coming.
4: Yes. yes. So yes. So thank fun. you guys. Thank you, thank you all double down on some gratitude that
3: was so good ending yes. with vitamin g yeah, can I, that's can the best I one, one extra just for one second As ask one miss mix about the gratitude just that one yeah thing, yeah it'll yeah. be 30 seconds or less
0: so <laughs> i don't know that's I'm, gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna Sorry, I'm gonna triple
3: down on the gratitude so the vitamin g actually has an amazing shirt vitamin g i actually didn't even think of that when i mentioned the gratitude versus the um, anxiety, anxiety thing but that's exactly it right it's if you can be grateful, our mind, you know, God or another ner- or a nature puts them in our head, where you actually can't multitask on that one part of the brain, which is almost like a phenomena, right? That being said, has anybody heard of the term haponopono? Yes. yes. Okay. So what he, exactly, I love this guy. <laughs> so so what he said was he, he had to be grateful and thankful, and you were in a place where you were you needed the only way out. So Hapono basically is this uh, Hawaiian yes. blessing or prayers. It just basically means I love you, I thank you, I'm sorry. It was I love you, I thank you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, right? And it's like a song, so you, it's a blessing in a song. So what happened was this guy did a whole study in Hawaii with these prisoners, like the worst, prisoner, worst uh, violent prisoners in Hawaii were basically just having them sing a the song. Like one group and another group didn't, a control group. Literally within a week, the entire population was like, no more crime, no more violence, mm-hmm. they are all working together. Literally because of your rewiring wow. your brain It's like neurofeedback for free. You're actually, no mushrooms necessary. You You literally can rewire your brain by just doing that and by being grateful, being thankful, being of service. And thank you, Mike, Nick, and uh, Colette for being of service for us. Thank you. you.
0: I hope you enjoyed that speaker panel with Misha, John, Iman, Sandy, and myself. I'm going to put their information linked in the podcast notes if you want to check any of them out. Uh, I'm going to include the seed oil allergy card link down below, the Keto Camp Detox program down below, our podcast sponsors down below, so check that out. Uh, consider subscribing to the podcast if you're not subscribed as of yet. We release a lot of podcast episodes, four per week, and we're committed to bringing you the best of the best. Monday's episode coming up with Dr. Espen is one of the most inspiring stories you will ever hear, so make sure you listen to that in a couple of days. And I hope you have an incredible weekend. Love and appreciate you. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice.